Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I am visiting with Agnieszka Ilvitska. Welcome, Aga. And may I call you Aga? Absolutely, yes. Great. Um, well, I've been looking forward to visiting with you. For those of our listeners, you may be familiar with the name, but not the voice. Uh, Aga was a former fellow here at the Yiddish Book Center and producer of what was then called Tune In, what is now known as The Schmooze, our podcast. So it's it's fun to have you on the other side of the mic. It's a pleasure for me, and it's such a new experience, so thank you for having me. Um, and you are participating in this new series, as we say, of podcast interviews that we're doing with Yiddish Book Center alumni to get their recommendations on Yiddish and Jewish culture in their respective cities. So I'm finding you in San Francisco, yes? That's correct. So before we get started, what brought you to San Francisco? It's a very good question. It was uh, Tad Toby himself from the Toby, uh, Toby Foundation for the Jewish life and culture, that um, I have met him in Wrocław a few years ago when I was a PhD student at the University of Wrocław, and I was thinking about my further uh, stepping career, and I was offered an internship in this foundation, and I, and I accepted it. And Shana Penn, executive director of the Adobe Philanthropy, uh, decided to keep me in her team which is a wonderful um, new opportunity for, for me because I work as a researcher here. And uh, this is exactly what was the reason why I ended up from Wrocław to San Francisco. So since arriving in San Francisco, have you been surprised um, to discover the roots of Yiddish and Jewish culture in the city? Yes, very much so. I didn't expect any Yiddish, uh, frankly speaking, because um, I didn't have any prior uh, knowledge about Yiddish uh, culture and life in Bay Area. So I just wasn't expecting any. And then uh, during my job, um, everyday life, I was just missing Yiddish pieces because I, by heart, I am a Yiddishist and I was just looking for some options. And suddenly, step by step, I was finding more and more. And, you know, I have to say, uh, Bay Area, including Berkeley, San Francisco, and surrounding neighborhoods, has a lot to offer. If one is willing to look for, then this is a perfect place. So tell me um, a bit about some of the cultural attractions. Well, first of all, um, I have to mention a few organizations that are really wonderful. Um, I would like to say a word about Workman Circle, and I'm starting with them because now uh, I I was hired as a Yiddish teacher for this group, and a Workman Circle in San Francisco is way smaller than the one in New York or Boston. They don't have prestigious um, room or any office. So it's more about people who are willing to to gather to get to get together to gather and enjoy uh, Yiddish heritage. And for the past few years, they were offering uh, Yiddish lessons for free. So anyone who is willing to do something with Yiddish to maintain knowledge or to learn something new can come, join, and be part of the of the Yiddish world here. So that's one. Um, and 
and I would like to uh, I would like to stress out that that is for free. Uh, so that means that Workman Circle is doing fundraising action for uh, Yiddish teaching, and I don't know if that's the only one place in the United States where you can really do it for free. But I think it's really a remarkable opportunity. Another is Class California. And uh, that's a very interesting organization. I'm not that familiar with them, but I did participate in a few events that were organized or sponsored or co-sponsored by them. And um, people who are members uh, or friends of Class California often uh, get together in something that is called Yiddish Salon. And this is fascinating uh, to me to to tell you that... Um, they are people in Bay Area who are willing to meet once a month just to, just to schmooze, just to talk, to, to share some experiences, to maintain a language from, from Belheim, and be together. Um, I went twice to this event, and it was really wonderful to meet uh, these beautiful people. So if anyone is listening, um, I would like to send you warm greetings because it was a great pleasure to meet you. And uh, this is another opportunity. All, it, you know, it all sounds like it's for people who are having lots of time, but a um, few times I have met their young people too, so I wasn't the only one who was under 60. <laughs> and uh, this is another opportunity. Um, the third one that is very good um, and especially important for me was a Yiddish circle at the JCC uh, East Bay area here in Berkeley with Yael Haver. Yael Haver is a wonderful uh, Yiddish scholar, teacher, from originally from Israel, who came to Bay area, I think, in the 70s. And since then, she's, uh, she's teaching Yiddish. She's teaching Yiddish at the University of Berkeley, so this is one option for someone who would like to get deeper into Yiddish and simply read and write and, and, and speak with Yael. So she offers two courses. One is uh, Yiddish grammar and another one is reading in Yiddish. And I took that course when it was really wonderful. I learned a lot. But Yael, on Mondays, on Monday evenings at 7 p.m., provides um, opportunity for a local community to come and read novels. So um, I, I, it sounds like a fairy tale, but I think uh, this program is already for 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, people come together and they have um, they have opportunity to read novels in Yiddish cloud. So everyone is preparing a, a page and. This is the method, how people are getting into the Yiddish uh, literature. Wow. But I think it's, it's absolutely a great experience. It's the past novel was, I think, Sholem uh, Ash. Aga, you're living in a very Yiddish city, but also in a city, because I can hear a little bit in the background, yes? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so the art museum, I gather, is an amazing sort of gathering place, and they do mount some really great exhibits. Yes, um, each time uh, that something new is coming, it's a really big thing for the Contemporary Jewish Museum in San Francisco. And um, I think that 
uh, even if it's not uh, Yiddish oriented per se, it's still fascinating to visit this place and learn more about uh, new approaches to the Jewish culture. Because um, it's not it's not a big building, but it's really fascinating and it's a great great uh, space. That even it's, it's a place that is using uh, his space wisely, its space wisely. Um, the recent exhibit was about this um, comic uh, gra- graphic novel writer, this wonderful man who, who did a lot of uh, exploratory um, events and discoveries. So this is an opportunity to, to, to learn more about the area, but also more about um, American Jewish culture, because mm-hmm. this museum is very much oriented uh, for that, so that's one that's one thing. But another great museum uh, that is worth to mention is Magnus. Magnus Museum is located in Berkeley, and it, this is one of the largest collection of Judaica in the world. So it's it's even hard to imagine that the largest Judaica collection, one of the largest Judaica collection, is in such a tiny place as Berkeley. But yes. It is there, and um, Magnus, Magnus Magnus mission is to present Judaica in the most interesting that from time to time they have um, temporary exhibits from their collection. But I think more important is that Magnus Museum provides pop-up lectures, and the pop-up lecture is dedicated to. Um, just just to present um, new approaches in the Jewish academia and Jewish research, Jewish individual uh, research, Jewish scholarship, and also an, an opportunity to present uh, objects from the collection. So this is something that is happening almost every week uh, in the Magnus Museum for, during the academic year. This is another great opportunity to explore uh, Jewish uh, culture and art in a slightly different way. So you come to the museum, you have this one object and a related to this object uh, lecture. It's really, really great idea. And Francesco Spaniola is behind this idea. Um, well, there are definitely rich roots of Jewish culture in San Francisco. I read about a couple of places. I'm not sure if you've had a chance to explore. One is the Haas Lilienthal House, um, uh-huh. which sounds like it's uh, an amazing Queen Anne Victorian, much in the San Francisco sort of style. And it was owned by the great nephew, it says, of Levi Strauss, who, again, figured figured pretty broadly, um, or he was an important figure, certainly, in San Francisco. Yeah, definitely. San Francisco has many, many, many uh, influential people who who left significant, um, you know, significant impact on the city over the past hundred uh, hundred years, and that's definitely one of them. The, the Congregation of Manuel also sounded really interesting to me. Um, it's... Yes, yes, of course, yes, and uh, here special greetings to. Uh, Ed Zelin, who was kind uh, to to give us an uh, interview for the uh, Wexler Oral History Project mm-hmm. from this congregation. So, um, absolutely, yes. And quickly, um, before I let you go, 
I know that, that there's also a annual Jewish film festival in San Francisco, yes? Aha, of course, of course. That's a big thing. It's happening every summer, and it brings a great audience. And uh, really, Shapova for people who are behind this festival, because uh, movie selection is really great. And every year, it's something that uh, surprises the audience. But, you know, again, um, I think that um, mentality of the people here, you can recognize by events that, that you go and you see who is coming, how many people. And, for example, uh, Menashe, the, the mm-hmm. Jewish movie, here was for so many weeks that it had to be extended because people were asking and keep coming and keep uh, enjoying this, this film longer that, than people predicted. And do you have a favorite eatery? Some some Jewish food emporium? Oh yes, yes, many, many, many places. Of course, my most favorite are all of those that are related to hummus, uh, pita, and falafel because I lived in Israel and I always miss Israeli cuisine. And we are very lucky uh, that Bay Area is rich uh, with uh, Israeli expats. And some of them are opening some Israeli cuisine. And, for example, a great place to go and enjoy is this amazing hummus place in Palo Alto, um, which is another great Jewish community, by the way, um, if one is interested to enjoy and explore something from the Jewish life inside. Then Palo Alto Jewish community is a perfect place uh, to visit and enjoy. Another uh, a good place that I personally like very much is South Kitchen in Berkeley. South Kitchen? South Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And uh, this place serves old Eastern European uh, cuisine, such as latkes and borscht and and other delicious uh, things. Herring, for example. And the taste is like, uh, like from home. And you know, I'm from Poland, so for me, thing uh, matter and it was it was a big joy uh, to discover uh, this place it's, it's, it's on Shadak uh, Avenue and if anyone is visiting Berkeley then that's the place that you have to visit a great um, a pickle for example you can uh, you can find there and make something at home if you want well it's so it, in great it sounds it sounds wonderful. Um, if my friend who recently moved out there, Ellen, is listening, this is just one more reason why I'm supposed to hop on a plane and head to San Francisco. There's a lot to see, a lot to do, a lot to eat, um, both Yiddishly and Jewishly related. Um, contemporary art, it sounds like, movies, um, and opportunities to learn Yiddish. Yeah, but it's one more thing. Uh, Obviously, none of that would exi- wouldn't be uh, visible and exist if not people. So I just want to uh, really make a point about um, people who are uh, who who live here, who are giving heart and um, an effort to make the, those things to happen. And there is this one more thing that they uh, didn't mention because they forgot. But I really would like to give a strong credit to Professor Naomi Seidman from the Graduate Theological Union, uh, who will be teaching uh, next year at Toronto University. But in the past year, she really did an amazing job by bringing young Yiddish scholars together, um, mostly in her home, 
and sharing passion to Yiddish. So this is also happening here. Well, it's great, and thank you for all that you're doing, um, and we look forward to having you back here for a visit sometime this summer, I gather. Yeah? I would love that, and I can't wait, because, you know, Yiddish Book Center is my is always my home, too. Well, the door's always open, Olga. <laughs> Thanks again <laughs> for taking time um, to visit with us and to share your San Francisco tips. Thank you, right. and ev- everyone is welcome to come to San Francisco. <laughs> okay. All right, take care, and thanks again for visiting today. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. My name is Zeke Levine, fellow at the Yiddish Book Center. For more information about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. While you're there, I recommend listening to episode 95, Lisa Newman's 2015 conversation with Jeremy Cohen, founder of Schmaltz Brewing Company. Until next time, be well, be healthy, sei gesund. Thank you.